for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it all right welcome everybody this is the realities ours podcast and i'm your host nate and my other our co-host here tony <laughs> hello and we got an awesome return guest we have sally mayweather What's up, guys? Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you both for having me back on. I appreciate it. Of course. What's new, brother? Anything new? No, not much, man. Just plugging along. You know, I got a few projects I'm working on, trying to stay busy. How about you guys? I, I had a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's big, big news. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Man, I am fucking beat. And, and you're actually recording in the nursery right now. Is there any particular reason why? I'm in the nursery. Because uh, right now the baby's so little, he's sleeping with us in our room, and he has his own crib and set up in there and stuff. So this is basically the only empty house in the room. So <laughs> only, only empty room in the house. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> so he, he, uh, he effectively kicked you out of your room and uh, designated you to his. <laughs> Pretty much, man. There's going to be a lot of that. That's fucking fatherhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sacrifices, right? Well, we were talking about earlier, uh, just a second ago, actually, we were saying that we need more babies in the liberty movement. We need more. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, absolutely, man. We need more children because we're being out-reproduced by these statists, and it's not good. We're being outbred by them. <laughs> you know, I yes, we are, but I'm actually really uh, – that's a white pill for me. It's that like these woke, crazy, blue-haired, progressive nut jobs—they're not having babies. They—they're <laughs> like tying their. They're actually—they're cutting their dicks off. Yeah, they're chopping their dicks <laughs> off and shaving their titties off and getting like all cray about it and not having babies. And you know, I—I'm a Christian, and Christians are having babies, so that's a good thing. We got it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, honestly, like a lot of it, a lot of it, I, I blame a lot of it on the central bank. I'm sure I probably sound like a, like I'm on repeat or something because I blame everything on the Federal Reserve. But it's true. By like artificially inducing a high time preference on people, you force them to like value present consumption more than future consumption. So, of course, you know, birth rates are going to decline and stuff like that. People have less money. How can they yeah. have children if they have less money? Back in like the day, like our parents, like like back like those that generation, they can have, you know, multiple children with a stay at home wife on one salary in like a normal, like, you know, suburban house. Whereas nowadays, you can't do that. That's not possible anymore. And it's all because of the central bank. It's all because of the Federal Reserve. Again, again, I sound like a like a broken record, yeah. but be, be your own bank because that's that's how yeah. you stop this shit. You know? Preach it, brother. Yeah. No, I just had a thought when you were talking. Well, I was thinking I have ADHD, so my head's always somewhere else too at the same time. But uh, I was just thinking it was like, like you said that these people are hopeless and they're poor, they're broke, they spent all this money and went to fucking college, and they're all they're in this crazy debt and they don't know what the fuck to do. At the same time, I think, like, religious people in general, because it's, like, it's Jews, it's Muslims, it's Christians. We're the ones that are actually above, like, reproduction rate or whatever that is. Uh, and I think it's because it's, like, we have something else that we put our faith in 
you know, and we have something else yeah. that we put our hope in and we're like, yeah, this is crazy, but I got, God's got this, you know, and yeah. so maybe that's delusional. I'll, I'll admit that, but that's a great thought for me. And I do, I have to, when I get black pilled, I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. You know, and we're like, well, well, I mean, you know, if, if you think about it, it makes complete sense because you really like that's actually that's actually bringing your time preference back into a normal state. Right. Because, you know, normally you would be playing for the future. Here comes the Federal Reserve. They ruin that. They force you to value present consumption more. But then your faith is telling you, hey, let's not be so concerned about the future because we're we're, we're relying on something else, something like a, a higher power. So. You know, it's sort of it's sort of saving the day in, in a lot of ways. Religion, what's what's left of it nowadays? Yeah, well, and the you know, I was gonna say because statism is a religion too, but that's the <laughs> yeah, like oh, like okay. um, the yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it comes in many forms, but it's really funny too because it's always it's a it's a, a monolith too i was gonna say like it, there's like the church of the covidiots and then there's the like the ultra feminists and then there's the ultra leftists and but at the same time they all try to tie themselves together too it's really bizarre they're like they're they're like yeah. one and many at the same time it's it's bizarre yeah it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 sort of like any other religion right like like just as there are different sects of islam and there's different versions of christianity and there's different sects of Jews, same thing same thing well sal you gonna have babies anytime soon buddy i don't know anytime soon well, <laughs> well, well you, never, you never know what the future is going to bring but i don't know anytime yeah. soon <laughs> <laughs> i bugged tony about that too he's gonna no. Are you up next, Tony? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, brother, I'm glad to have you back on. Uh, like I was telling you a little earlier, uh, the world is black pilling, and Sally Mayweather is the big fucking white pill. So. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> I'm sure you get black pilled too, man. That's just that's just fucking reality right now. It's cut. It's fucking nuts. It is, but you know, I, I I really try to stay hopeful. I I really am more hopeful than I'm. I'm more optimistic than I am pessimistic, and you know, a lot of that has to do. I'm not trying to just plug myself here, but I I don't know if you guys know. I, I wrote um, anti politics. Well, I assembled it, and it's a series of like different like essays and articles about agorism and actually just anti political strategies in general. Some of those strategies really um, doing the research for that book is what really messed up my mind because I've really went in depth on, you know, the Christian anarchists, uh, yeah. Tolstoy. Yeah, Tolstoy's um, a Tolst bad motherfucker. Yeah, he he really he really messed with my mind a lot. Tolstoy. I always rejected pacifism. You know, there's a sort of debate in agorism, right? Like Bob Lefebvre is sort of like one of the ideological founders of agorism. This is where a lot of the ideas for agorism came from. Sam Konkin learned from Bob Lefebvre. So hmm. um, Bob Lefebvre was a pacifist, but Konkin, who was his student, was not. And he said the reason why was because, you know, we believe in self-defense. So we're, we're not going to call ourselves pacifists. Whereas Tolstoy, Bob Lefebvre, a lot of these guys are just turn the other cheek kind of pacifists. And yeah. I never put a lot of stock in that line of thinking, but when I read Tolstoy, I was, he, I mean, it's, he's extremely persuasive. And then when you like, 
I, I was reading Gandhi and Thoreau, and then everything just sort yeah. of comes together, and it's just like it makes a lot more sense to me than anything else. Anything else I've read so far. I mean, it is logically consistent, and if you come from a place like myself, I'm a Christian anarchist um, and an, an agorist, but. I mean, that is exactly what Jesus said. I mean, it, Jesus was a pacifist. And uh, that, to me, that is like the only coherent uh, view of Christianity. Like, and uh, and maybe anarchism in general. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I know. I, I, I agree. I think, I think a consistent view of any religion is going to necessarily be consistent with, um, you know, the principles of, of, of agorism and, and anarchy and stuff like that. You know, Tolstoy said he, that, um, you know, he, said, he was talking about the, the British, um, the Indians in, 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 in colonial um, Britain. What am I trying to say? Yeah. yeah Back yeah. in, like, the, you know, the early early 20th century in, in what they called the Raj. And he said to them, look, if you are enslaved by violence to the British, it's only because you yourselves believe violence to be so powerful. And that hit me like a bag of bricks, man. That like, that really, really hit me. It's like that 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 means that it's like within us. The problem yeah. is not external, not external. It's not with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. It's internal. It's, it's the idea that we think that they can possibly have power over us. That's the real problem. And that's what I learned from Tolstoy. And that's what really like messed me up big time. And then, of course, you know, you read Gandhi, and he puts these ideas into action and successfully extricates the British from India, right? This frail old little Indian man wearing just a robe and sandals can, get, can remove the mightiest empire of all. The British Empire can remove them from India without ever firing a shot or raising a fist, without doing any form of aggression whatsoever. And then I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sold now. That's fucking awesome, man. Uh, go ahead, Tony. Sorry. Yeah, I was trying to say, like, do you know anything about, like, how he was able to galvanize so many people? Or, like, was there a movement? Or do you know, like, any of the actual history of that? Yeah, that's what's so incredible about it. And this is what Tolstoy said. And, and it's really incredible because Gandhi actually did it. Tol Tolstoy said, he goes, once you stop believing, um, and, of course, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to butcher the quote. But he says something to the effect of, like, once you stop believing um, – in, in, in like initiatory violence, I can, I can probably pull the quote up, but he said something like that. Then he goes, not only will no government be able to enslave you, he goes, not even millions of people will be, will be able to enslave just one man. And um, Gandhi proved that, right? Because Gandhi comes along and proves it, right? Because he, he the, the whole idea with civil disobedience, which was Gandhi's strategy, was that you know, you're forcing uh, you're forcing the state to expose their brutality to the public, right? So Gandhi, by by, by being a nonviolent resistor, he now now the public can see him getting his ass kicked, right? Either they can see him getting beaten by the British troops, the British guards. These massacres are taking place because the British are, are I'm sorry, because the Indians are being noncompliant, and uh, you know that sort of turned the tide. Everybody was able to like. What is going on here? Why are they being so brutal, right? They're supposed to be protecting us. And it sort of it proved to, you know, the, the skeptics, the, the remaining loyalists, I guess you could say, it proved to them that British rule was illegitimate, right? And, you know, then when Gandhi started doing assault marches, he'd have millions of people marching with him because they were all convinced of this. 
And it's, it's, again, it's really just amazing to see Tolstoy's ideas playing out so perfectly. It's all in here. If any of the listeners want to check it out, I, it's all in anti-politics. That my, my new book, you can check it on Amazon or you can always DM me if you just want to pay for crypto. Hell yeah, man. We'll definitely put that in the links. Um, yeah, man. I, I think that that is probably the, the best answer because I try to think of, dude, I've fucking been thinking about this a lot, right? Because I got some homies that like call themselves post-libertarians. Then I got the Agris homies. Then I got the ANCAP homies. Then I got the LPMC homies. And we're all trying to solve the same fucking problem, right? But, I mean, to be frank with you, like, I think peaceful civil disobedience is the only fucking answer. I mean, agorism at the same time, because that's, like, shoring up the back end. Like, we're taking care of our community. We're fucking making sure that we have food. We're making sure that we're taken care of. But at the same time, I think peaceful civil disobedience is the best fucking bet. Because, I mean, think about, like, if Martin Luther King had showed up with guns and was protesting, he would have got shot in the fucking streets. They would have, yeah. like, called him an aggressor. They would have called him a terrorist. They would have fucking killed him. And I, they eventually did. But they made it hard to do because he was yeah. standing there in a suit. He was standing there in a tie. He was standing there with a bunch of other guys, and they were like, we're going to get on a bus if we want. We're going to go into a restaurant if we want, but we're not going to hit you. We're going to talk politely to you. We're going to say, you know, and. Right. And, and if you so want to beat us, it's, it's going to be on camera. Hell yeah. When they were sicking dogs, when they were fucking getting hoses and spraying them, they were standing there peacefully. And exactly. you can see who the fucking bad guy is. Like exactly, and 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 King King was reading these same guys. He was reading Gandhi and 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 Tolstoy and Thoreau. That's where these ideas came from, and he was able to use them very successfully as well. So I mean, I think you're 100 percent right. I would just add that I think that agorism sort of is, um, you know, nonviolent civil disobedience, right? Because we're it is. opposed. Hell to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're opposed to initiatory violence, and a great example of it. Look no further than the worst hero, Ross Ulbricht, right? Like, yeah. Ross, Ross was engaging in peaceful commerce, and now the state has given him double life plus 40. From, to, a, to any listeners who aren't familiar, this is, a, this is a nonviolent first-time offender. Got double life plus 40. But now guess what? The whole world can see what these people really are, what, what kind of trash these politicians actually are. To give an innocent young man like that a, such a severe sense, it just goes to – and that's the whole point of civil disobedience is to show everybody what kind of monsters these people really are. And I think yeah. Ross, Ross just did it um, beautifully. Unfortunately, he had to sacrifice his life to do it, though. Yeah, it's fucking tragic, and that's something that we can talk about more and more because, I mean, I think we should talk about Ross once a month. We should bring him up because people just got to remember that, like, this man was just, like you said, he was doing a peaceful transactions, and he was just trying to, like, set up an alternative fucking market, and these psychopaths came in with guns and threw him in a fucking cage for the rest of his life. And Ross – yeah, no, and and Ross – well, number one, he was he was taking a line straight out of Jane Neal Shulman's book, Alongside Night, which is you know it's just the, the Neil and and Sam got together and wrote down a science fiction version of what the Igorist Revolution would look like. Ross read it, liked it, and put it into practice with the Silk Road. So I think you know that that in and of itself is um, 
pretty telling, right? The state isn't focusing their firing power on um, other strategies. I know you just named a bunch of them. I'm not going to attack anybody, but they're not focusing their firing power there. They're going after Agoras. They're going after um, Cody Wilson, right? They're going after that's. This is why Satoshi Nakamoto remained anonymous, right? Because they knew that he, he would go after them. Um, that's why Jay Stark is dead, right? It's because they're going after the Agoras because those are the ones who actually yeah. threaten them. I think you know. When we talk about from anarchism, how are we going to actually end the state? The only possible solution, the only the only one that has a consistent answer to that, I think, is Agorism. Dude, very fucking well said. And rest in peace, rest in peace, Jay, man. That is fucking crazy. Um, a heart attack. Yeah, a heart attack. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, man, I, I did. My listeners are going to be pretty stoked. I've I've got a pretty big uh, Christian anarchist following as well, so I think they're going to be stoked to hear Sal bring up Tolstoy because that that's the bad news oh, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tolstoy is one of my favorites, man. He he's just if you haven't read Tolstoy, definitely check him out. I've got a couple of his selections in the book, but I mean, he's just and and because his background is in writing, everything is just so well written. It's like. It's very moving. Let's put it like that. Like, like he, he can write a simple sentence, and it'll like it'll like touch you. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, he was a fantastic writer and a hell of a beard. God, I wish I could grow yeah. a beard like that. He, you know, by by the end of his life, he he was very like he was sort of all over the place in terms of like his economics. But a lot of a lot of you know modern day ancaps give him a hard time about that, but. Um, I don't because, you know, anybody who existed in a pre-Mazessian era, pre-Rothbardian era, you know, how much of that economics would you and I know if it wasn't for Rothbard and Mises, right? Be, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I mean. I haven't really heard much of uh, Tolstoy's economics. Was it like a little leftism here and there or a little like uh, socialist? Here yeah, by, by the end of his life, he was a Georgist, um, which is sort of like, you know, uh, a land, uh, sort of like um, like a libertarian who focuses on land reform or something like that. I, I guess I mean, the Georgists would probably have take issue with that characterization, <laughs> but um, yeah, he wasn't. He was my. Georgia's he was no means well. one of us. Yeah. What was that? I said I don't understand Georgism at all. I don't. I have no. I mean, I I've met people that say they're they're that, but I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely like like well versed on it, but I know it has something to do with like land reform. It's very like based around like land reform and like the redistribution of land rights and stuff like that. And yeah, my understanding is like if everyone had land, then you would have like this sovereign utopia pop up out of that, which sort of makes somewhat sense in some ways. But I mean, I'm all down for like a repropriating like. Like those two hundred thousand acres that uh, Bill Gates owns right now, we can fucking take that away from. Or him. Or, uh, or like um, uh, Bears Ears out in Utah, right? Like like or like I don't know if you ever seen a map of the West, but like the federal government owns the majority of the West. Yeah, and it's like they own like ninety percent of Nevada. They own like most of Utah. It's like how about we take all of that land and we all open it up it. for homesteading and we bring all the troops home, let them homestead that land. Let young people who can't afford houses, let them homestead that land and develop it. They would never do something like that because they would prefer to sit on that land and do nothing with it rather than create, like, economic activity. Yeah. 
No, they want yeah. they want us dependent. They don't want us fucking homesteading. They don't want us growing food. Right. And, yeah. and my my point here is that you know we yeah. Agoras are we we can also get down with uh you know the redistribution of land. We just want to redistribute it from the political parasites to the people. Exactly. And also to give different examples of what can be done, so we're not all doing this cookie cutter. We have a lawn in our yard. We're not growing food. Right. We're not like we're basically being as wasteful as we possibly can, so we don't actually have the ability to create bonds and create sovereignty. Independence and self sufficiency is like they're very threatened by those two things, the state and politicians. They don't like that. They want you to be dependent on them and like to to be indoctrinated into the idea that well, we need them. What would we do without them? You know, we and we, we can't just have a bunch of homesteaders proving, you know, showing everybody what we would do without them and how much better life would be without them. Well, it's the same thing with religion, too. It's like I just said, like Muslims, Christians, Jews, like we're not freaking out, but they want us freaked out. That's like part of their indoctrination. They want us all like at each other's throats. They want us all like freaked out and scared right now. And the very fact that we're not is a problem for them. Because we don't put our faith in the state, we put our faith in God, and that's a, that's a big problem for them. Yeah, and I think that's why that's why you see um, Pope Francis meeting with Joe Biden to, and he's what did he say something like um, something crazy? I don't want to mis- misquote him. But he said something like <laughs> vaccines are vaccines are from God or something like that, like something just that shit crazy so it's like you're absolutely right they are desperate and they're trying to pull that line you know just remember from um hillary clinton's campaign we have to infiltrate the church right that, that that's yeah. what she said in those emails so here you go i mean that was like all part of like operation lockstep too and like event 201 and shit that they were like we need to get the churches involved we have to get the leaders of faith or whatever the fuck it is and because they'll listen to them so we got to get those stupids to you know yeah yeah it's like it's like they know that they've that they've blown any trust that they might have at this point it's like they, so now who who do they trust oh priests rabbis imams things like that so guys like that so and I also, mean, whenever people are gathering, you need to infiltrate that and right. stop people from building any kind yes. of community. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's another thing that they've always feared is large public gatherings, right? There's nothing – you know, politicians can't stand that because it's very difficult to control these large crowds. That's why, you know, during COVID, they said, uh, you know, they, they prevented any large public gatherings or anything like that. I don't think it had anything to do with COVID. I think they were concerned that people were going to get together – and start to do like a sort of Occupy Wall Street or something like that, and then it would get out of hand and turn into something that they couldn't control. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting that they talked about socially distance and not physically distance. Like there's a virus going around. You're right. Yeah, you're right. It's very Orwellian, sort of like the newspeak that they they choose to, to use, you know. Yeah, that's fascinating, man. Yeah, I mean, that's what we really need. We need. We need more communication we need more community and i think we need some peaceful civil disobedience like i i was talking to anyways one of the guys we had an interview with a while ago he was talking about how like americans were laughing at the french um because the french to protest they're not allowed in restaurants if you hadn't had the jab right so they like pack their picnics and like by the hundreds would sit in front of those restaurants and just eat 
You know, and they were just like, you're not, we're going to clog this up. We're going to sit here. We're going to eat our lunch and you can go fuck yourself. And I was like, I think that's beautiful. And that's more than our dumb fat Americans are doing. I'm like, yeah, let's (laughs) go pack a picnic. Let's go be peaceful. Let's say fuck you and eat a sandwich. I know, and you're absolutely right. And you're right, but you know, the French have always had had a good spirit for uh, fighting back against the government, usually. And then sometimes they go and they riot for more government. So it's like, yeah. you know, where the are the French? You guys? Are, they're angry and they're ready to fight, and sometimes they're confused about what they're fighting for, and <laughs> right. like exactly. let's abolish the monarchy and then elect an emperor. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really interesting too with all the non-peaceful protest that we've had that that's been completely supported like they want that for that yeah it's easier to have the other half of the population who's not involved in that protest to be like oh we need more police we need more authoritarianism well remember when they said uh when the cnn had some medical expert who said something to the effect of it's okay to to protest in these large groups as long as it's as long as it's a protest against the police and not a protest against lockdowns, like yeah, like they they actually said that. I'm they not making did, that they up. Said That's racism real. Racism is a big is a fucking bigger public health hazard. <laughs> no fucking joke. So I we mean, can all... you can't make you can't make it up. You can't make it up, man. Science, <sighs> not science. Yeah, science. <laughs> Are you science denier? Yeah, I know, right? Well, that's that's the whole thing. It's like, well, if you're going to be a science denier, then you can't vote, you can't participate in society, you can't use the roads, you know, you get you got to you can't go into you can't work, you can't go into the restaurants. That's that's the road that we're going down. It's one of like ostracism and exclusion, and that's that's the what they're using to get people to comply. I haven't double checked this, but I was listening to a podcast earlier and they were talking about an LA come like November 7th or something like that. And I don't know if it's anywhere else too, but they're like, uh, you can't go to the store anymore without a fucking jab. Like that was a new one for me. I was like, okay, they're going to take away the gym. They're going to take away the fucking bar. Maybe you can't go to a movie theater or a fucking, you know, a concert or something, but they're going to keep you out of Safeway. You right, know what I mean? right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, people starve. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm in Florida, so I'm in a good spot. So we don't have we don't have any of that shit. I forget that these things actually are going on until I <laughs> like interact with people on the internet, and I remember, oh my god, that's right, there is this whole scandemic occurring. You know, but, it's um, I think that's why it's easier to be black pilled because I'm like right outside of Portland, and I'm like oh, I'm yeah. watching this shit. Because whenever California does it, our piece of shit governor is like taking notes. <laughs> you know, right? Like, okay. That's that's what happens in these these regional like sectors of, of of democratic control. Back home up north in like New Jersey, like five minutes, ten minutes outside New York City, I'm talking to like friends and family back home. It's bad. Like, um, I know people who work for um, like the the school board, like as like you know secretaries and stuff, and they have a choice. Um, and I don't know if you've seen this Project Veritas leak the newest videotape leak with uh, Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey who was caught saying how once he once he once he gets reelected he's going to force vaccine mandates on everybody to work and if you want to work and save New Jersey you need to have a, uh, a vaccine but he wanted to wait because there were too many independents who were caught up with uh, you know my rights and, and, and other shit like that is what they said 
So they're going to wait until after the election. And these people are stuck. There's people who are, who are going to retire soon with pensions, and they have a choice. Do you want to give up your pension, or do you want to get shot up with you know Pfizer's recent jab? Have, Dude, there's a reason why I haven't yeah. heard that, because I, I haven't heard that new one. I heard some other jackass that got drunk with a girl, and she got him to say a bunch of shit. Like, <laughs> that one was funny. But I, uh, I, I, have, I have a friend um, in New York who is – Really sick. She just got diagnosed with cancer, if you can believe that. And oh, she's gonna go to she's gonna go to Sloan Kettering in Manhattan. But I guess the rules are no one can see you if they're not vaccinated. So no one, obviously, her family and friends are not vaccinated. So now she just here's this girl who's got to sit through chemotherapy and radiation, all these terrible treatments, and she's not gonna be able to see her friends. No one's gonna be able to visit her. She'll be sitting alone in a hospital bed, and that's supposed to be compassionate liberalism. <sighs> What the fucked up part about that is that so many people, and I hope this is not the case for your friend, are going to die because of that isolation. And yeah. And they can just make that into a fucking yeah. statistic. And how many people have died for, for secondary reasons like that that we don't know about? Right? There was another story I saw today. It was like this couple. They were like 100 and 101 or something like that. Like they were like older than dirt and they were they were both like got sick. And for the first time ever, like they had to be separated. And it's like, oh, this was in England. That's right. This was in England. And the English newspaper framed it in such a way that it was like, oh, they had to be apart for coronavirus. They had to, but now they're back together. What a lovely story. It's like, no, no, no. You people forced them apart for the first time in their entire lives. You forced them apart. So, like, the, the heartwarming story is that we overcame the government, but the media frames things in such a propagandistic way that it's no wonder people are indoctrinated enough to be letting Nancy Pelosi shoot them up. Dude, I'm just glad they survived that. You know what I mean? You do yeah, that shit yeah. with old people like that? Like, fuck. It, it's, it's so crazy. There was another one I saw today. It was, like, young people have to get used to having heart attacks. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what is going on here? What is going you know, on here? Like, so I was thinking about, like, the whole, like, dog thing came out and, like, as horrible as that is. And I don't want to necessarily say that, like, people are just evil for doing it. I think that people get desensitized to their realities. And I'm thinking, like, okay, but how many people would do that to dogs for their on their own account? And I'm thinking, like, you're taking medical advice from these people, and this yeah. that's okay, but realize these people are highly desensitized to certain things, and that should be taken <laughs> into account. No, you're 100% yeah. right. <laughs> I got a buddy that's a scientist, and he was telling me, he's like, I kill 500 mice every day. That's my job. <laughs> in, in all kinds of different fucked up ways. I just mass fucking murder. I mean, he's like, I'm Genghis Khan. Yeah, but at <laughs> like, least they're not like, at least they're not beagles, though. Like, yeah. Like, like, Fauci is and like, Biden are murdering, like, house pets. Like, come well, on. That's the thing is, like, and this guy's just, like, working in, like, a chemical lab or something, and he's just murdering, ganking fucking mice. But, yeah, like Tony said, it's like, these psychopaths are the ones that are telling us, like, right. what's good, <laughs> good for us, and we have to listen to them. And, like, and it's they're like, fucking psychos. <laughs> Clearly, clearly, their values and my values are not. We're not aligning. They're not coinciding. Why would I want to take medical advice from these people? I mean, maybe they got some good information from 
letting these beagles get their heads eaten alive. Apparently <laughs> beagles don't like it. And it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not opposed to animal research. I'd rather them do experiments on animals than yeah. on babies, right, than yeah, on children. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm really glad they just weren't doing this to people. I was thinking, right. like, they could well, go to the third world and just, like, eh. Let's back up. Let's back up because <laughs> they the, do the CIA, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> MKUltra, which, which ended only not, not that long ago in recent history – they were doing worse shit. They were taking little children and and using LSD to like try to like erase their brains and start from scratch. And there are people to this day that are like in like you know assisted living homes because of this. So they are doing those experiments to people. I'm trying to find it. Is it the Guatemala? Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Oh, I can hear myself. Maybe I'm talking too loud. I should probably shut up. Um. Like, I was looking at the Guatemala syphilis experiments. You, are you familiar with those? No, it sounds like a lovely time, <laughs> though. I'm, I'm sure some politician was behind it. Well, it's very similar to the Tuskegee experiments, except that, like, with the Tuskegee experiments, lots of people think that they actually gave them syphilis. They didn't. They just told them that you don't have syphilis. We're just going to keep giving you medical care. And they just let these people deteriorate and die in the most fucked up, gruesome way possible, right? And it was it was terrible. Um, but in the, in the Guatemalan experiments, they were, like, they knew this, like, sex worker had syphilis and stuff, and so they would, like, pay this, they would pay someone to, like, infect a bunch of people, and they would do all kinds of, like, gut, like, if you read it, it's the worst fucking thing. They were giving, they were injecting people in their eyeballs with syphilis just to see what would happen, and, like, because you know, I mean, Guatemalans aren't people, right? So you can just you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I mean, the, the 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 intelligence community in this country is like there's so much blood in their hands; it's unreal. They should just be yeah. shut down completely at this point. See, and nobody thinks that that's even true, except it, you can actually find it. Obama admitted it and apologized to the Guatemalan people, which is pretty fascinating. And oh I don't yeah, know why I'm, we acknowledged it, but we did. I don't doubt it at all. Um, you know, they did the same thing to uh, Joe McCarthy, right? There was a great little – Chris Calton for the Mises Institute has, like, this little podcast series uh, he did or is doing. I haven't listened in a while, but, like, on, like, history. And one of the episodes is on, on McCarthy. And that's what they did with McCarthy. They had to get him hooked on dope so they could try to, like, blackmail him and stuff like that. It's really, <laughs> it's really a, a terrible – you know they've they've been using drugs to manipulate people for so long and they've gotten so good at it to the idea that they're that they've just stopped doing that for some reason yeah. it's just it's absurd to me it doesn't make any sense right of course they're still doing this that's their bread and butter well here's a little callback that those Guatemalan syphilis experiments guys those doctors were trained and this was funded by Johns Hopkins University the same fucks that are <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, but we got to trust them this time. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and Tuskegee was, was, was done by the CDC and the FDA, right? And yeah. These are the same people putting up vaccine guidance and, and mask guidance. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take health advice from these people. you got to be a nut to listen to these people. We just got to get used to heart attacks, dude. It's all right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, imagine telling, like, like an 18-year-old that. 
It's all right, man. We'll just fucking. It's the new norm. Young people to have heart attacks. It's the new norm. From my understanding, heart attacks are really rare before they push the vegetable based diet on people. Uh, what people would just basically eat a cow that they had in the backyard. No one had heart attacks. Maybe you had one at the end of your life when you were seventy-three or something. Dude, you know more about it than I would. One thing I've read, and sort of, I, I'm this, food and nutrition isn't my specialty, but I've read that like people in France and Italy have a lower frequency of like cardiovascular problems, and a lot of it has to do with red wine. So I just instead of drinking booze, I just drink wine now because I convince yeah. myself that it's healthy. It's 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 the red wine. Like there's some good shit in there, and it's also the good fats. Like they're they're getting lots of good fucking olive oil. They're eating like anchovies and sardines. Right, and, like, true. All of that whole Mediterranean diet is that's all yeah. really heart healthy and good for you. And also and nowadays with inflation, it's different. cost prohibitive. Yeah, yeah. No, they, uh, don't worry. They're just gonna make uh, bug burgers for us, and we'll have as much impossible burger as we want. And as long as we get our maga jabs, then we'll be fine. And <laughs> thank you, Klaus Schwab. Right? That, that, that was the guy who said it. Right? You will eat the bugs. You will live in pods. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. Will we though? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I once won't. We're, once we're fucking lobotomized, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, half the country's already there. Most of these public school victims, they, they've been effectively lobotomized. See, those are the little white pills for me, is watching these parents fight back, and then the government overreacting and starting to call them domestic terrorists. Like, if you show up to a fucking, uh, to, you know, like a parent, whatever, the fucking... God damn, my brain's not working. But school you know board meeting. Yeah, if you go to the school board meeting and say anything they, they don't like, they're like, this man's a fucking terrorist. And, and, and every day, more terrible information comes out about these schools. Like, if, like it, went, it went from critical race theory, like, two months ago to uh, just today I saw a story from Kentucky about, like, teachers getting lap dances from, like, 16-year-old boys or something like that. And I'm like... Like what? Like and then and then you're gonna get mad at the parents for protesting. It's like no wonder they don't want the parents in the schools. It, it makes complete sense it's because they're molesting your children. Dude, it's the thing. most fucked up thing when you when uh what county was that? You know what I'm talking about? The thing that's in the news right now. Anyways, I think it's which in, one is it in Virginia? Is is that where all this crazy shit's going? Loudoun County. What the hell? I think it's which Loudoun one? County, Virginia. Uh, so there's a student. There's, like, a, a bunch of fucking protests right now. The parents are all protesting, freaking out, because, like, I don't care if the kid's transgender or not. That's not the problem. The problem was that, like, there was a girl in a fucking bathroom, and a student walked in there and fucking raped her, like, anally and orally, like, just really brutally fucking raped this girl. And then the school fucking covered it up. And, like, they, they said, we have no record of this. That didn't happen. And and so there was a police incident report, and that's how they proved that, like, the school knew about it. And then that the – I would be nice and call this person a girl – did it again to somebody else. And that's how all this fucking came about. And the school didn't do anything to stop it. And the, the fucked up thing is the dad went to the school and was bringing this up in the school board meeting – they fucking called the cops on him. The cops beat the shit out of him and dragged him out of there. So it was like insult to injury. Like, my daughter was raped, and then these fucking thugs come in here and beat the shit out of me. 
and he's he's paying for all of it. He's the right? He has to pay for the public. He has to pay yeah. for the public school that did it. He has to pay for the police that were supposed to protect his daughter. He had to pay for the yeah. police to kick his ass. It's 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 a crime, and that's why I tell people the only way out. You, there's no political solution to this. You're not going to vote your way out of that, right? You you don't. You, there's no petition you can sign. There's no door to knock on that's going to solve that problem. You just have yeah. to opt out completely. And the only way to do that is, is through agorism and counter-economics. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, yeah dude. I mean, we have we yeah. have a guest coming on, I think, in a couple weeks, uh, Andrew from Popular, Popular Liberty. And we're going oh, yeah. to hear that uh, his strategy. And, and I'm curious to hear it. You know, they're doing the Mises GOP party or something. And they're going – it sounds like they're going paleo strategy and – I, I'm willing to hear it out, but you know, I, and more power to them if they create some liberty here and there. But I, I, I was on that show. I, I um, got the whole rundown on it. There was a lot of similarities with agorism. It's not an agorist strategy, but it, there are some similarities. Um, and to the extent there are, I have no problem with it. I agree with it. Um, you know, my thing is, is that. You know, just to take the example you just said about the guy who had his daughter raped and then he got his ass kicked by the police for complaining about it. It's like, look at the, like, think about that if that man was an agorist. He's homeschooling his kids, so there is no rape in the first place. Yep. It never, it never happens. He's, he's using crypto, he is his own bank, so he's using cryptocurrency, so he's not paying for those teachers to allow some other girl to get raped. He's not paying for those cops to kick his ass. So like agorism solves all of these problems the moment that you accept it, right? It's not like any other strategy where you have to wait or you have to, you have to, you know, um, beg some politician, you know, to respect your rights. There is none of that in agorism. It's just once you understand that you're free, once you understand what Tolstoy was saying, then you are free and that's it. And then it's just game over. And that's what I love about agorism. That's why it's so powerful. That's why I think it's the only way. Man, this is so this is so fucking beautiful because like I'm listening to what's that horrible gross bitch that <laughs> she used to be she used to work for uh, the Fed and now she's like the financial you know who I'm talking oh, about oh Yellen Yellen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yellen that sexy Ugh. sexy woman <laughs> I was listening to her talking about the capital's gain taxes I was like Jesus Christ like so they're not even they're not even real. Yo, it's ridiculous, man. I don't even understand how that works. I was like, am, am I going to get paid for when I lose, when my capital loses? <laughs> like, I don't, well, you see, Jonathan Newman tweeted out, Jonathan Newman from Mises tweeted out, like, can we also, can we write off unrealized capital yeah. losses as well? That was it's my like, first fucking thought. It was like, Jesus Christ. Because, like, I mean, the way I had it explained to me, and I don't know how it was actually going to work, but it's like, let's say my fucking house that I bought for, like, Let's say I spent four hundred thousand dollars on it. If it's if it gets uh, appraised at five hundred thousand dollars, they're going to say that I made a hundred thousand dollars, and they're going to try to tax me on that. But yeah. where is that hundred thousand dollars? I didn't sell my house. I don't have that liquid income. Like, and then so if I don't pay it, what are they going to take my house? Are they going to force you to sell your house? Here's like, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. They don't care. That's yeah, they the don't thing. care. They, they don't give a shit about you or your family. They don't care about us, right? We are we are just like um, they look at us the same way that a tick looks at a deer. That's it. Yeah. 
like, like a parasite looks at a host. I mean, I used to think, I mean, I knew Janet Yellen was an evil bitch, but like, <laughs> but goddamn, they're really yeah, taking the mask off. But the thing is, the majority of people are too stupid to see it. I'm like, don't you see the ghoul underneath that mask? And they and don't this is see just it. The like, yeah. This, this is just the start, because as we continue down this, this road of central bank collapse, they're gonna they're gonna pull out all the stops, right? They're gonna do anything they can to try to hold on to power, and from you know regulating six hundred dollar transactions, like people think that was bad. Wait until you see where we are in three to four years. They're gonna yeah. be like they're they, they're gonna want to know everything because they're gonna be like on on life support at the state because they're, they're 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 dying out, right? They're they're sort of fading away, and like right now, like to most people, the state seems immovable and perpetual and just sort of like a fixture on the wall. Like they just, they, they're just there. They're not going away. In reality, they're much more weak and they're much more fragile than they want to let on. And a lot of that has to do with central banking and, and, and how out of control it's gotten. It's really an unsustainable scenario that we're in. Look at the price of, I mean, you guys see it when you, I, I know I see it when I go to the grocery store. Yeah. Prices have gone up. Like just in the last like couple of months, you could see the price increases. It's it's dramatic. Yeah, I've been in the food service industry for the majority of my life, and I like you pay know. very close attention to like the price of meat. You know, because I'm, yeah. I do the majority of ordering and things like that, and inventory, and like a case of chicken. Like I I went nuts when this first started happening. When we first got our Trump bucks, you know, I, like the first twelve hundred bucks or whatever it was. Dude, I bought a gigantic fucking freezer that I could lay in, and then I filled that thing up with, like, a whole bunch of animal carcasses. And I still have it, and it's still good (laughs) to go. But, like, the cases of chicken that – I was getting cases of chicken thigh, like a 40-pound case of boneless skinless thighs, for, like, 22 bucks. That same fucking case of boneless skinless chicken thigh is, like, $150 right now. That's insane. It's insane. 22 to 150, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. I would buy a bag of chicken wings from the store for like five bucks, and I would come home and make them. And now they're like, it's almost twenty dollars. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. That was and another like, thing that like, I keep an eye on is chicken wing prices because that's my favorite food in the world. I got my fryer yeah. here. <laughs> like when they're on sale, I was like, I was buying ten pound bags, and if they dip under twenty bucks, I was like, okay, I'm buying two bags. That so, that fucking thing is like like forty bucks now for a ten pound so like, bag. So, yeah. Oh, it's, it's only going to get worse. It's, inflation yeah. is, is just starting to, to, amp, to ramp up, but it's going to get a lot worse. And, you know, again, um, from an agorist perspective, look, use Bitcoin because then you're not, you're not getting robbed of, of the, vis-a-vis the inflation tax. But we don't even pay the inflation tax because everything, all of our money is in crypto. So we're yeah. not paying that shit in the first place. But also – Grow your own food to the greatest extent that you possibly can. Become self-sufficient. If you can't grow your own food, if you're in like a sort of urban environment, a concrete jungle or something like that, try to source it as locally as possible. So like one thing I've done here in Florida, like I went from New Jersey. Actually, I, went, I actually went to a more urban setting here in Florida because I'm here in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is sort of like a little city. But um, one thing I've sort of done is I found local ranchers like an hour away. I've got a guy who uh, does cattle. He does pork, beef, chicken, uh, honey, things like that. I've got a, a, a citrus grove f- 
45 minutes um, across the bay. So it's like try to source your food. So now, like, if shit is the fan and prices really get out of control, I can go back to those ranchers and say, hey, look, I've got some silver coins here. I've got some Bitcoin. I've got some gold. I, I can barter. I've got some firearms. You guys, you guys ever seen a 3D-printed gun before? You know, So, like, that's, that, that, that's what you have to do because – Fuck if you rely yeah, on if you rely on acquiring food with fiat currency from the grocery store, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, I think that um, having just one source of transaction, so you just have fiat currency versus like silver bullets, whatever. Yeah. Some you have chickens that you trade in, like, and also have a money or two, but having different ways of actually making a transaction work. Because that's what you want to get the thing that you want to get, and you don't care how you want to, like, you know, just having different options. Like, at no other point in your life are you just going to have one strategy to solve a problem. Right. So that might not work. And keep and that shit under important. your fucking, keep that shit under your fucking, uh, don't tell people what you're doing either. Because, like, <laughs> or at least government people, don't tell, like, don't announce this shit. Don't put this on FedBook. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Because, like... <laughs> I, I see that, like, our dead president, whatever the fuck he is, he's over at this climate accord, and he's talking about how he's going to cut down the, uh, oh, what the hell is it? What's that gas that cows fart out? Uh, methane. The, me- the methane, yeah. And, like, you know that that's going to be a direct attack on the beef industry. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. And it, it, it's fucked, man. It's Well, fucked. he's already said, he, he already floated the idea, and this is this is really messed up for me. Um, because I love steak. I like I I will eat steak every night if I can. But his thing was he wanted to limit the amount of steak that you could buy every month. Yeah, no, like, that's the crazy. World Economic Forum just came out with a thing that said pretty soon um, a steak will be something that you buy on your birthday. <laughs> they're saying yeah. it's like they're gonna be it's gonna be like caviar. You're gonna that's what they want. You save up a little that's bit what of money they want. and you get a little sirloin. <laughs> it's like it's. I mean, I don't understand how anybody could support these people and support their agenda if they weren't so heavily indoctrinated by the public schools. I just don't see it. Well, the the fucking problem is, man. They, yeah, you're right. It is the public indoctrination is really what it is because I mean these dummies really take it. They're, it's hook, line, and sinker. They really think that the reason why there's no food on the shelves is because of this made up fucking virus. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know I, know. What I mean, it's like. <laughs> That that's not or, why, or, or like or like that's why there's boats who can't come into the port. It's like, yeah. Do you people really think that? Do you really really think that? I mean, the, the these invisible is, monsters in the air. Yeah, I know. And dude, you you're you're by Portland. I know you see it. I I know people up north who really do buy into this shit, and it's sad. It really yeah. is sad. Dude, scary I mean, but sad. I work. I mean, I have some fucking like friends. Uh, that that I know that are like they're all fucking pumped about this. How like five year olds are gonna be able to take the jab now? They're like they're fucking they're waiting. They've been waiting. They're like I can't wait. I fucking can't wait. And like this guy I know, he has an infant like 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 mine, dude. He has a fucking baby, and he's like I can't wait till we can fucking jab him too. And I'm like fuck you. You're gonna what put that is going baby? on? That's crazy. What the fuck is wrong with people? I just I didn't don't get it. Like, fucking... that's scary. <laughs> that's frightening. 
it's fucking terrifying, dude. And I mean, they thought I was crazy enough in the hospital. Like when, like the doctors and nurses are talking to me, I was trying to opt out of getting my kid a social security number, and they were like, "You what?" <laughs> they got like a COVID like syringe, and they're like, "You don't want a social security card?" Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Did you ask them why they should? Why a kid should have a social security? Like, what's the benefit of it? Like, the only they, thing that they could it? come up with, the only thing they could come up with, is so that I could claim him on on my taxes. That was it. That was like unreal, unreal. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> like, we'll figure that out. Why don't you go fuck yourself? And <laughs> it's like I didn't have the kid to make a thousand dollars. No, he didn't, get, he didn't get any jabs. He's not going to get his pee-pee. He's not going to get his genitals mutilated. He's <laughs> going to be a healthy, happy, fucking intact child. And Dude, I don't I don't blame you, man. I, I think it's unreal that they are going to – it's just crazy to me that they would even think about injecting children with this, with this shit. It's just yeah. insane. The same people who have sand beetles um or sand fleas eat beetles faces so yeah 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 you're right you're right exactly going back to what you said tony it's like we, we we shouldn't be surprised at any level of moral depravity if they're willing to let beagles be eaten alive by sand flies you're, you're absolutely right these are the same fucking people yep yeah so those are the same people that you're tough to, to like keep your baby safe <sighs> Yeah, man, I mean, I think we just need to be on our fucking, we got to be preaching to folks about crypto. We got to be talking to our normie friends about crypto, and I need to get more educated about myself, um, because, like, I want to be able to to do it without it being monitored. Because, like, I don't think Coinbase is the answer, because I'm pretty sure Coinbase is working with the New World Order. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, so I got to figure that shit out. And, uh, I don't. You're you're 100 right. And there, are, you can do it without. Um, like you can do it under the radar. There's definitely ways to do that. Still, it's it's a it could be a pain in the ass. Um, I don't know if you know Joel Valenzuela from. Um, like he's he's pretty heavily involved with Dash and stuff like that. Hmm. But he does it completely KYC free, and uh, it's not easy. But he does it, and he lives completely unbanked, and he's lived that way for. I don't know, a good five years, six, seven years, something like that. A while. How do I find that guy? Is he on Twitter? How do so, I reach out to him? Yes, um, the Desert Links is, I think, is his at on Twitter. Um, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> there's ways to do it. Um, I'm actually working on making a little class right now to teach people how to use Hell crypto yeah. and like DeFi and stuff like that in a way that's like under the radar, like. If they you want. just found like, your first keep... student, man. Yeah, yeah. That's why, I mean, it's like, it's something that I think people have to know at this point. Yeah, man. I, I think that's the answer, dude. I mean, or a yeah. big answer. That and, like, we need to go hard agorist slash peaceful fucking Christian anarchist. That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dude. A little bit of hopping strategy, too. Yeah. It's right here. It's right here. It's Christian anarchism, nonviolence. Um, really, this is just all anti-political strategy. Any, any libertarian strategy that rejects the political approach, I try to, like, cover in here. Um, check it out. You guys will like it. Yeah, I bought it, and I actually – Oh, nice. It. Yeah, and I put it in a free library in Portland before I left. So oh, awesome. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, counter-propaganda. 
Yes, that's great. That's brilliant. That's what I should start doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could drop the craziest shit that, like, you know, and just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just drop Rothbard in there and Conkin. Yeah. I've done it, yeah. <laughs> nice. Especially because it has the word anarchist. That, like, you know, anything, like, in that vein is just going to be attractive to some people. And Dude, yeah, it's just being other version of it. Radicalize the masses. We supposedly have the biggest used bookstore in the fucking world out here in Portland in Powell's, Powell's Bookstore. And I went to the anarchist section, and it's just fucking sad, dude. It's piss poor. There's like, there was like literally a fucking little cabinet, and that was it. You I know. Mean, I got some Emma Goldman, and I got, I picked up a little, I, I picked up a book from Kropotkin because he's an interesting cat. I mean, uh, but they had no fucking libertarian anarchists in it at all. There was, like, they mixed the libertarian section with the conservative section. I was like, fuck you, first of all. Oh, man, and yeah. Of all, <laughs> and I don't Left think there was a Rothbard book. Yeah, there was a couple from Mises, and then there was, like, yeah. Leftist or status. I, I, I can report, um, happily enough, that I did get um, one order from a bookstore, I think it was in New Hampshire, <laughs> For like a whole bunch of books, so there is some bookstore in New Hampshire where they are selling anti-politics in mass. Hell yeah, but it's the only one so far. Well, let's change that, man. Yeah, That's and they actually, they, they 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 paid for they paid for the books in cryptocurrency. So you know, we're trying to we're trying to practice what we preach. I love it, man. I love it. Well, I mean, I should probably buy a few of those books from you and. I'll give a I'll do a fucking book giveaway to some of the audience. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know. I'll throw a couple in for that too. Awesome, brother. Good. Well, Sal, you came and you did it again. You are the fucking white pill, my friend. <laughs> Dude, I think honestly the the real white pill and ch- check this out because that's the real white pill. I think I think I think you'll you'll appreciate that book. Um, especially after this conversation, I think that you, you in particular will appreciate that, that the message of the book, you know? Hell yeah, man. I'm going to buy that shit immediately. Yeah, for sure. All right, homie. I really appreciate you. Thank you for coming on again. We'll bug you in a couple more months to have you back on and. You got it, guys. I'm always happy. And whenever, too, you can hit me up next week, man. I'm always happy to come on. <laughs> Thank you, man. It was great. I don't, don't want to monopolize your guys' time, but I'm always down. <laughs> All right, brother. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Have a- okay, if you made it this far and you are one of the first three to DM me on Twitter, find me at RealityZarsPod, or I guess you can hit me up on Instagram, too. Come and follow us. Make sure you're following us. Hit me up. DM me. And if you're one of the first three people, I'm going to give you a copy of Sal's book, Anti-Politics. All right. Later.